This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Yes, I am Jeff Fisher. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. So, man, I am like walking around in a haze today. There's so much news. I was trying, I'm trying to disseminate it and get it, you know, in some kind of, because I try to, you know, stay away from the, you know, the, the big stories that all the other, you know, political shows get to we have a, a ben carson story that we have to get to it, it, the headline i love is uh you know ben carson blows up at the media um i would say that, that headline should be uh ben carson you know maybe blows up for ben carson or you know ben carson shows just how angry he can get i mean it's really good it's a great clip and we'll hear some of it uh, here in a little while, but it really isn't blowing up. And maybe it is blowing up for Ben, but it ain't blowing up for me. I would have been a little bit more angry, just a tad bit. Now, there's all, I mean, look, you know, our president rejected the Keystone Pipeline, right? You got that news. That's good news. You knew he was going to do that, right? It just was. He does what he wants. Doesn't matter what the people want. You know that already. Right? You know that already. You know that, you know, this this White House does what they want. They releasing prisoners. It's okay. Because hey, don't worry about it. You know, we've let out six thousand last week and we've you know, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of about another forty thousand. Forty or fifty thousand prisoners that are in jail. That's it, it's fine. It's fine. We're gonna get them into rehab. And they're not going to do any more crime, they promise. And everything is going to be fine. Don't you worry about it. I mean, you know by now he does what he wants, right? You know he doesn't answer questions to any kind of media that would actually question any of his thoughts. He talked again about... uh, team mascots and he talked about uh washington the nfl team should think about changing it as well again and where did he do that he did that at the the seventh white house tribal nations conference uh, at the uh, and i love how they make sure they put at the ronald reagan building uh november 5th yeah 
So that he did that at the uh, you know at the conference, the Tribal Nations conference. So there's no pandering going on there at all. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about it at all. He does what he wants. You know that, right? You had the uh, nine-year-old boy executed in Chicago. Police chief says it's unfathomable. They uh, they're already uh, looking at the uh, the body cams, so it's going to be horrible, and it's going to be you know it's just going to be bad for the police and everybody. You know, the police are on a fine razor's edge right now as it is. You know that uh, the big another big story. Google is talking about donating five hundred thousand to Black Lives Matter. No, you know what? They they're just donating to some groups, and they do that all. They all donate to all these groups. Now you can you know question what they what they're giving for. But let's go along. Let's go down the phone headline service. My uh, Android headline headline service. And let's just see what the headlines are for you. So you need to at least know the headlines. We don't need to go into detail, right? Who needs details? Nobody cares about details anymore. Right? Of course that's right. Bill O'Reilly slams George Will. You're a hack. That'll be everywhere. Uh, First part of next week. Be ready for that. Putin opponent pounces on Obama administration over prioritizing climate change over national security. Gotta love that. Won't do any good, but you kind of love it. Uh, Rachel Maddow uh, talked to uh, the uh, Democratic field. Ned Clinton on. I think she talked to O'Malley. Agonizing. And, of course, the Carson goes off on the media headline. We'll get into that a little in a little bit here on this show because I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it be, for uh, several reasons, which we'll get into when we play it. Um, Bernie Sanders tells Maddow his dream non-political job would be president of CNN. Whoa. What would change at CNN? <laughs> Probably not much, okay? Uh, We heard the Russian jet crashed. Uh, You know, we claim that it was a bomb. They're they're saying that original reports were that it was, uh, you know, uh, internal stuff. We talked about it here um, last week when it first happened. Um, Some said it was a Stinger missile. Then they say, nope, you know, the Stinger missile could not have gone that high. And so it's a bomb. So now, what's the end game, right? We say, hey, it was a bomb by ISIS. It wasn't. Was it? And, I mean, are we trying to get Russia involved in making them wipe out ISIS? I hope so, because we're sure as hell aren't doing it. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. We're sending in 50 troops. 50 uh, Christie on not making the main debate stage. Uh, yeah, the the GOP uh, debate stage uh, gets a little goes. Christie goes to the uh, goes to the little kids' table, uh, and uh, that that'll be fun to watch anyway, right? It gives you gives you a uh, another reason to watch the <laughs> watch the uh, the kids' table. It'll be fun. And of course, I mean, what's he going to say? He thinks it's you know that's fine. Don't worry about it. Nothing to worry about. Uh huh. Now, as I'm going down these headlines, they're all the same. My phone, my phone needs to get off of it. 
My favorite story from my headline group this morning as I'm cruising through it. Unbelievable. Judy Brown, 47 years old. Now, I want to say that I've been married, you know, a couple times in my life. I got a few children. Been down the road of pregnant wives, giving birth, little babies, whole process. Process from beginning to end. Yes, I've been through it all with wives, pregnancies, babies. Okay? Been through easy pregnancy, hard pregnancy, bed rest pregnancies, everything. Okay? Judy Brown, 47. Massachusetts. Doesn't matter where she's from. She's from the United States of America. She goes to the hospital. Uh, honey, I'm having a little intestinal issue or something. We need to go to the hospital. An hour later, she's giving birth. Brown said she didn't even know she was pregnant uh, until doctors told her, uh, having been married for 22 years, it just wasn't something that crossed her mind anymore. Uh, I was in a little shock, she said. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, she gave birth to a you know beautiful baby girl. Uh, I got to tell you, um, the kid was eight pounds, two ounces, 20 inches long. That's a, you know, that's a pretty good size baby. Uh, you, you know, when you have a, when you're pregnant. Okay. I'm sorry. You just do. I don't buy it that she didn't know she was pregnant. And I got to tell you now looking at the photo, there's a couple of photos and there's a news report of the couple, uh, the dad. And this is their first child. They've been married for 22 years, no kids, right? So, and she doesn't know she's pregnant. Uh Uh-huh. And the dad, or her husband, I should say, I would maybe, if I was him, uh, check to see if I'm actually the father. I'm just saying. Uh, He does not look like he's a happy camper. Uh, he doesn't look like, oh, good, we finally have a child. He's like, oh, boy, what am I doing here? And I would venture to say, this is just me talking, I would venture to say that it's quite possible, quite possible, that it's not his baby. That's all I'm saying. So I'm saying, and Judy was hoping maybe it would just go away. She tried to hide it. She blamed her weight gain on just getting older. Uh-huh. Honey, you look like you're putting on a few pounds. Oh, yeah, I'm just getting older. I'm just eating more. You know. I never had any morning sickness. I didn't know I was pregnant. I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. I've been, I, like I said, I mean, how many of you out there really have been through, you've given birth, your wives have given birth, your children have given birth, there's pregnancies, beginning to end, I'm sorry, you know when you're pregnant, you just do. Women, when they first get pregnant, body really changes and in a very early age stages all of a sudden they say hmm something isn't right something doesn't feel 
like it usually feels. I should probably get that checked out or something because I don't know what's wrong with me. Now, if you've already had one, two, three kids, when you start feeling like that, you know, oh boy, I'm pregnant again. The first time you say, hmm, man, I don't know, something isn't right. I must be getting older. Yeah, no, Judy, sorry, I don't buy it. I would perhaps, if I was Judy Brown's husband, uh, Jason, I would perhaps. Just me. Just me. Not you, because I, I know you two are, you know, all in love, and and even though you don't look very happy and you look very angry holding that baby child, uh, and your wife is looking at you like, oh, boy, I'm going to tell them the truth. Otherwise, I'm done here. So he finally knows I'm pregnant. Uh, I would maybe, just maybe, I don't know, maybe pull a hair from the mailman, get the DNA test tested, and maybe check the DNA on the kid, too. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. More in a minute on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. You can tweet me at uh, JeffyMRA. Uh, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, Instagram, JeffyMRA. I did, in fact, I don't believe I actually said that the debate field was thinning out on the big stage. But that's uh, funny. It's a funny line. And those of you that are busy tweeting and Facebooking and Instagramming, are you addicted? Are you one of the people that are addicted to social media? Because I kind of think I am, and then I think, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I like it, and I use it, and it's entertaining, but I don't know that I'm addicted. But there's a girl in Australia, uh, 18-year-old Asino O'Neill who is giving it up. She says, I was addicted. But she has, she's built uh, an empire, right? I mean, she's had uh, more than a half a million followers on Instagram, quarter of a million YouTube subscribers alone. And, I mean, that's, (laughs) you can make a pretty good living. Pretty good living doing that. But, oh no. No. Not not her. She's had enough. It's too shallow. It's too shallow for her. She was getting sponsorships. I mean, look. When you get past a certain point on at social media, companies want to use you as... Spokespeople, as mentions, 
for advertising. So they're going to pay you. And then on top of that, you're getting money for YouTube clicks. So, I mean, you're doing pretty good. But this girl, O'Neill, decided she had enough. She had to stop. Actioning her values, she claimed. She was not actioning her values and wasn't living an authentic life. So I realize that it's a fine line between, you know, you say, all right, uh, this is going to be my social media side and this is going to be my personal side. But if you're making a living, and a pretty good one, uh, using it, why give it up? I mean, and make a big deal about it. I mean, you have you have all these followers. You could make a difference. Now, maybe this is what she thinks is making a difference. I needed to make a change. She announced to her followers, that's it. I'm quitting social media and edited the captions on her perfect photos. So she went through all her photos and put the right stage on them. You know, talking about... Uh, I uh, here's my candid bikini shots. So so staged. This dress I'm wearing, I never wore outside of the house except for this photo shoot. Well, we get it, we got it. And she said, in fact, in her, I just did them for the gram. Okay, thanks, Ellen. Thank, appreciate it. Just for the gram. All right, thanks. I'd spend hours trying to get the perfect selfie and then would edit it using several different apps. I will say that I think there was a story not long ago that talked about how many pictures people take uh, before they send it out as the selfie. And I I keep thinking it was like three or four for every one that gets sent out, three or four uh, get taken, you know, to look for that perfect, what you believe is the perfect one. To send out. But I never use, I have never. Now, have I taken more than one, you know, shot of something and, you know, scroll? Oh, I'm going to send that one. Yes. Hey, absolutely. Have I used editing apps? No. And by the look of me, you know, I have not used editing apps. I should, though. I'm going to have to start downloading some of those editing apps. I could become a fan of those. And she claimed that those were the only things that made her happy, was the pictures. And life was just too shallow. She wasn't actioning her values. Well, God bless her. I hope it works out for her. But she made a big deal that she was giving it up. That was it. It was over. Done. And she amazingly used the social media that she was so sick of to announce that she was done and then made a deal about captioning the photos on that not sure how that really works out anyway good luck to her but i i if you want your kids to have a new life on make a living maybe they could be a you know social media psychologist to help people work through the struggles of being on social media it's very very difficult and people struggle with it every day those of you who are still struggling you can tweet me at, at jeffy mra you can facebook me jeff fisher radio and you can 
gram me at Jeffy MRA. You can also follow at the Blaze Radio. You can follow. No, you know what? Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't want to push your addiction any farther than it already is. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast. Then you've got uh, Andrew WK with America WK, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all right here for your Saturday enjoyment. And you're welcome. All right, Ben Carson. Let's you know I normally don't do this, and I you know the reason I don't do it is because it drives me insane. I, I it's Saturday, relax, okay? Drink your coffee, smoke a butt, sit down, take it easy, okay? And we try to do some stories that aren't you know so, ugh, ugh. you know stories that you need to know. I got it. They're political, but we cover them, uh, you know, at length. But this story, I listened to this entire question and answer session yesterday, last night, and I was, it was unbelievable. And, you know, of course the headline is Ben Carson explodes, Ben Carson strikes back, but the infuriated Ben Carson blows up at media, but for, you know, he blew up for Ben Carson, right? But I wanted you to hear some of it because it is unbelievable to me that it went on for as long as it did i think the interview i think the press conference was 18 hours long i mean it felt that way i kept waiting for it to end and it never did i i would have if i was ben carson i would have walked away a lot sooner but they keep hammering him and hammering him and hammering him about his west point fabrication uh, did he get a scholarship? Was he offered a scholarship? How did it happen? What did it happen? And it all, you know, look, when Trump started going after Carson, that gave the green light to the rest of the press to take off after Ben Carson. And then they found a speech, a commencement speech back in 1812, when he talked about his theory on the pyramids. And then when asked about it, by a reporter, he said, yes, I still believe my theory. I still believe that. And the th- who, I shouldn't say that. Of course, these reporters pretend to care. I was going to say who cares. But it doesn't matter. But I w- Listen to some of this. Let's see. I, I don't know how long we can take it because it, it goes on and on and on. But I wanted you to hear... Some of it. This is uh, some of the beginning, and then I really wanted you to hear when he confronts them uh, about why they didn't go after the current president. But he builds up to that uh, because he's trying to be nice. You know, he's trying to be Ben Carson. Go ahead. Let's hear some of it. Sure. 
and the involvement of General William Westmoreland if, in getting that scholarship to West Point? If, if you look at uh, one of the websites that uh, West Point has today, it says hmm. government offer full scholarship to West Point. So they use that very language themselves. So almost 50 years ago, they may have been using that language uh, as well. But the situation. The time? Oh my God! No, it, it didn't go no, to that didn't extent apply. because they were very impressed with what I had done. I had become the city executive okay. officer in less time than anybody else had ever I don't done know how much that. I could take it. Uh, and they were saying you would be a tremendous addition to the military, and we can get you into West Point with a full scholarship. And uh, I simply said. I want to be a doctor. I really appreciate it. I'm very flattered. And I moved on. So it didn't go on any further than that. See? All right, stop it. Stop it. All right, see, now they are going crazy because, oh, my God, you mean it was reported and we ran with it and it was a lie? No, it wasn't. A, you know, the story, absolutely, the political story was a lie. But they won't. Take the story. They want to catch this man in something. And he even talks a little bit about that, and let's see if we can get into that part. Do you believe your West Point account is relevant to the public's assessment of you as a presidential candidate? I don't think it's relevant at all, but I think what it shows, and these kinds of things show, is that there is a desperation on behalf of some to try to find a way to tarnish me because they have been looking through everything. They have been talking to everybody I've ever known, everybody I've ever seen. There's got to be a scandal. <laughs> There's got to be some nurse he's having an affair with. There's got to be something. They are getting desperate. So next week it'll be my kindergarten teacher who said I peed in my pants. I mean, it's Boom. just ridiculous. But Thank it's okay you. because I totally expect it. Can you tell us, uh, just clarify your meeting with General Westmoreland? When was this and what was oh talked about? Well, I was, inv- I was invited to a number of of uh, events because of my position. Uh, there was, you know, this is almost 50 years ago, so, but there was a lot of excitement about some Congressional Medal of Honor winners, at least one of which was from Detroit. And hmm. there was a big uh, affair that I was invited to. And that's the one that, where I had an opportunity to meet the general. And, uh, and that was also a time, as I recall, that several of the high brass told me that I would be somebody that they would be interested in in the military. Did you uh, make yes, the there you go. Carson, as being actually offered a scholarship, having someone say, we can get you in with a scholarship, doesn't mean you've actually been given a well, scholarship. Well, it, it was an offer to me. It was specifically made. Did you interpret it as an offer? Or it, was it I interpreted as, as, as an offer. Of course he interpreted Stop this thing. Of course he interpreted it as an offer. Of course he did. That's the whole point. He's at an event. Yeah, you know, you'd be a great asset uh, to the military, and and we we could use you. We get you. We get you into West Point with full scholarship. Of course, you take that as an offer. They're telling him, "Hey, we still have to go through the process, but we'll make it happen." We'll make it happen. So why are we why are we making such a bit? Oh my gosh, are you telling me that he didn't get a full scholarship? No, 
Are you telling me that he thought he was going to get a full scholarship, but he was never given a full scholarship? So how come he lied? Come on now. Come on now. Come on. All right, do we have the part, one of my favorite parts, and this goes on and on and on. And we can hear a little bit more because I want you to listen. At what point do you say, you know what? Enough. Well, why would they? Why would they remember them? I mean, I think that is, you know, as a scientist who does investigations, that is the most lame investigation I have ever seen. (laughs) Where you get people and you find people that random people in the neighborhood who knew me. Well, you obviously must know about that specific incident. What a bunch of garbage! Only people who would know about that would be the people who people involved. Thank you. But wait a minute, let me finish. You you would need to talk to the people who were involved in the incident. Now, I have said, if they wish to come forward and have a barrage of media, they're welcome to do so. I would in no way discourage them or encourage them to do that. But that's a choice that's up to them. But it would be very unfair. I don't think it's causing a complication. And <laughs> here's what here's my prediction. You're the one that's causing the complication. My prediction is that all of you guys trying to pile on is actually going to help me. Because when I go out to these book signings, hey, I see these thousands of men. people. They say, don't let the media get you down. Don't let them... I disturb you, please continue to fight for us. See, they understand. Yes, that this is they a witch do. Thank you. Oh my gosh! Right? Okay, stop for just a sec. Where are we going? All right, would you walk off now? They understand this is a witch hunt. Uh, we're done for tonight. Have a nice day. Would you have walked off? Or are you going to let it keep going? Because Ben lets them keep going. Go ahead. This interesting. This gentleman. Right here. How long do you think you can actually? rely on that support. I mean, maybe through the primary, but but at some point you're going to have to get to the substantive issues and stop and stop. That's, and that's exactly oh what gosh. I'm trying to do, get to the substantive issues. This is all subterfuge. Things that happened 45, 50 years ago, that's so all. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, they are out of the way. Yeah, yeah. you keep and bringing them back. Bring it back. Thing. Stop for just a second. Okay, so I, now you tell him he can start to get like a little wound up for Ben. Okay, for Ben he's getting a little wound up, and this went on and on. We've edited some of this out and out. You can go to the Blaze uh, and and read the story, and I'll tweet it out uh, at, at Jeffy MRA. I'll, I'll put the story up so you can actually listen to the whole thing. It is just fascinating to me because at what point do you think you have to go through? That's what I'm trying to do, and he's right. When he says that they're going to help him, because I I am like I become a fan because they're attacking him so much. Because he's Ben Carson. My gosh, you're right. Did he pee his underwear when he was in kindergarten? Oh no! This, however, at this point, he's getting a little wound up. So now for Ben Carson, he's getting a little wound up. Let's have some fun listening to Ben's way of getting wound up. I do not remember this level of scrutiny for one President Barack Obama when he was huh. In fact, I remember just the opposite. Huh. I remember people just, oh, well, we won't really talk about that. We won't talk about that relationship. Well, Frank Marshall Davis, well, we don't want to talk about that. Don't worry that. about it. Ah, ah, ah. Fantastic. 
fan stinking tastic. Now that was Ben getting wound up. Okay, that was him getting a little wound up and and uh, you know getting a little hot under the collar. So, I mean, back off. Okay, back off. But I will say, I loved it because it showed. First of all, political Politico uh, told a bold-faced lie and has backed off and changed their headline. And even if you don't believe that his theory in the pyramids being built to save grain, even if you believe that he wasn't, he didn't actually have a full scholarship to West Point, and someone at a party of military people told him, hey, we can get you a full scholarship. That's not the same thing as a full scholarship. Yeah, we got it. You still got to go through the process. But they told him, hey, we'll, you'll be perfect. We'll make it happen. It's, it's, the, it's the dumbest thing ever. Dumbest. Dumbest. Anyway, Ben, right now, <laughs> put you on the top, bro. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Pure Opelka's Mike Opelka coming up immediately following this broadcast. I know he got into it with the radio interview earlier this week. Uh, He may uh, delve into that a little bit on the broadcast today. And I understand through the grapevine. And I, you know, obviously I just hear things in the the break room. You don't ever know exactly what he's going to be giving away on the show each week. But uh, apparently we're getting into... uh, uh, Christmas season, and he's got a uh, he's got a Christmas light that shines on your garage door, and it's the you know the stunt brain Michael Pelka light on your garage door for Christmas. Now that nothing says Christmas like Michael Pelka on your garage door. Did you know? Did you know the smartest people? Yes, the smartest people are sarcastic. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. In the journal, Organizational Behavior and Human Decision Processes, and seriously, who doesn't get that? The uh, journal, Organizational Behavior and Human Decision Processes, uh, they've decided that... uh, the construction and interpretation of sarcasm lead to greater creativity. Yes, they are the smartest people. Uh-huh. Now there's studies one and two found that both sarcasm, expressors, and recipients reported more conflict. Ooh. But also demonstrated enhanced creativity following a simulated sarcastic conversation or after recalling a sarcastic exchange. Yes, Study three demonstrated that sarcasm's effect on creativity for both parties were great. 
That's what they said, too. It was great. was mediated by abstract thinking and generalizes across different forms of sarcasm. Finally, study four found when participants expressed sarcasm toward or received sarcasm from a trusted other, creativity increased, but conflict did not. Huh. So if you know each other or you know that person is sarcastic, you don't increase conflict, but you do increase creativity. Huh. Amazing. So the highest form of intelligence, sarcasm. And you know, I mean, I, I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not bragging. You know, I'm not, I don't mean anything. You know, Bible. I'm just saying that I am probably the most sarcastic person you'll ever meet. So, is that a? That either means I'm really, really smart. Or the exception to the rule. Huh. Have to figure that one out. I know what side I'm leaning toward, but just that doesn't make it so, does it? This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. Success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I had it at one time, though. How many times you said that in your life? Huh? How many times you said that in your life? I had it at one time. Welcome to it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So let me ask you a question. Between you and me. Just, uh, this is you and me. That's all. We're sitting here. We're chatting. What gender are you? Do you know? Do you have any idea what gender you are? Don't. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. I'm asking an, an honest question. Because we know that there are, according to Facebook, our social media lovers, there are like 51 gender options, right? So what gender are you? I mean, (laughs) there are agender, bigender, cis man, cis woman, cisgender, FTM, which is female to male, by the way, gender fluid, gender non-conforming, gender questioning, gender variant, gender queer, intersex, male to female, MTF. Neither, I don't want to put a label on one's gender, non-binary, pangender, transgender, trans female, trans male, trans person, 
trans, 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 trans female, trans woman, trans, transsexual person, transgender, trans feminine, two spirit. Oh my gosh. What gender are you? Do you know? Do you know when you decided to be the gender that you were? From the very beginning? I know we've been down this road. Uh, you know, it's, it's just unbelievable to me how this movement, and I don't know, it's just a movement. I guess it is a movement to free everybody up from this gender thinking it has come so far. And I know it's a small percentage, but it's really, again, the minority affecting the majority. And it is really, really mind-boggling to me. Uh, I mean, we have the latest story from Katy, Texas. Oh, my gosh, another story out of Katy, Texas. A six-year-old transgender student at a daycare center who wants to be a boy, a girl. To a boy. Yes, that's right. You heard me. Now, look. Gender dysphoria is uh, is what it's called. Okay, so don't be laughing and thinking that a, a six year old can't decide. We've talked about kids and parents letting their kids identify as what they feel like before the the parents that had their boy be a girl and now we've got the girl who wants to be a boy and you know Nikki Lloyd the transgender national a lot from the transgender national alliance uh hey she said at the time I was six I began to exhibit all female personality traits yeah okay great But now, we want to have the six-year-old transgender, six-year-old transgender. You heard me. What I find fascinating about that particular story, and they made a big deal about talking to the psychologist of the, uh, the child psychologist, Dr. Andrew Brahms, uh, said that it's possible that they will have some type of awareness that gender they are currently in just doesn't fit them. Thank you, Doc. Appreciate it. But what I find uh, fascinating about this is that the parents of this six-year-old girl that wants to be a boy, or a girl that is a boy, uh, that doesn't want to be called a girl any longer, the parents... gay couple and they're trying to distance themselves from it's not because they're gay that they want the daughter that they adopted to be now thought of as a girl Uh uh-huh okay whatever you say whatever you say but it is something that is whatever you say because 
the government has ordered a school to allow transgender student into girls' locker rooms. We're hearing this all over the country. The American Civil Liberties Union brought a complaint to the Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights on behalf of the student who remains unnamed. So we're just, now what I find great about this is John Knight, the director of the LGBT and HIV product project of the ACLU. <laughs> John Knight, the director of the LGBT and HIV project of the ACLU of Illinois, who is representing the student, accused the school district of blatant discrimination and challenging my client's identity as a girl. Uh huh. The district oversees seven high schools. Says the transgender students are allowed to use the locker room for the gender they identify with. What? Wait. They're allowed to use the locker room for the gender they identify with. If they shower and change privately. However, and you can't have that now. Listen, the government says, no, you can't have that. However, the government concluded that forcing students to use a separate changing place is a form of, say it with me, discrimination and violated federal non-discrimination rules. Yes, sir. The district policy stigmatized me, said the girl or the boy or the person. Often making me feel, not every time though, but often making me feel like I was not a normal person. Huh. Making you feel like I was not a normal person. And we don't want you to feel anything other than normal every minute of every day. Do we? No. No, we do not. No, no, we do not. Now, we talked a little bit about Ben Carson earlier in the program, but don't forget Ben Carson is also uh, uh, in a little bit of fire over his transgender. He was in a, being interviewed and talked about, maybe we just need to have transgender bathrooms. Oh, oh, what? Oh, back to slavery, discrimination, segregation. Because if they did that, I'm sure that it would be blatant discrimination, challenging everyone's identity as a girl or a boy, and would make them feel like they weren't normal. And we don't want anyone, anyone, to feel like they're not normal, do we? No. No, we do not, ever. Now, the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee is offering voice feminization therapy for male students to be transgender women. Now, if we're so inclusive, what does it matter about the voice? Right? What does it matter about the voice? If we're so inclusive. And boy, we have had a huge, huge down slide fall. Down slide fall? Yeah. We've had a huge (laughs) slide down a hill since Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner has come out. Have we not? 
Think about the huge, huge landslide of information and transgender and cisgender and normal gender and questioning and everything else since he's come out. It's a lot. And if you don't agree that everyone should be able to use whatever bathroom they want, when they want, whoever they feel like they are on that particular moment, you are the problem. You are the hater. You are making someone feel like they're not normal at that time. You're wrong. You are wrong. And yet we're still finding problems around the country in students that are finding that guys, creepy guys, are going saying, I feel like a woman. They're going into the bathroom, taking pictures, cameras. They've had to shut them down. I mean, it's unbelievable. Look, the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, who is having their voice Feminization therapy, they have over 50 gender-inclusive restrooms on campus. <laughs> it guarantees the students the right to use any bathroom they please. <laughs> that is great, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. For more on this subject, if you go to theblaze.com, Matt Walsh has a new article, and it's fascinating. I'm not going to read it to you. I'm not going to read a word from it, except the title. You go to theblaze.com. In fact, I'll tweet it out at, at JeffyMRA and put it up on uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, Matt Walsh's new article on The Blaze. With the transgender movement, liberalism has finally descended into total madness. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Weekdays, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. There's no need to go anyplace else. Weekends, you've got myself, Michael Pelka, Andrew WK, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags on Saturday. Sundays, David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D. Uh, my gosh. TheBlaze.com slash radio. You need not go anywhere else. And if you find yourself saying, oh, darn, I missed that, just go to the page and download it. Bring us with you wherever we, wherever you go. Okay? We'll be with you. I promise. Okay? Now, for those of you that uh, love Bernie Sanders listening to this broadcast, um, I, Vermont, have inspired a new underwear company. Yes, 
Bernie's Briefs launched just last week. Bernie's Briefs. Feel the burn with his bougie face and feel the burn on it. Was it 15 bucks? Kidding me? 15 bucks for that? Plus shipping and handling. Wow. The underwear in both men's and ladies' styles is screen printed with a simple black and white drawing of Sanders' face and the message, feel the burn. Wow. 15 bucks a pop. Plus shipping and handling. A little steep. Uh, socialism is a wonderful thing, but take it easy, Bernie. You're killing me. And what I, this is one of my favorite stories of the week. Okay. How many of you, raise your hand if you don't like clowns. I know. I know. I kind of want to like clowns. And, you know, you've got to register your clown face, and clowns are a separate thing, and there's the clown college, and the clown thing, and the clown this. And, you know, there's different, and everybody's got a, you can kind of tell a clown. If you see a clown without the clown makeup on, who's been a clown for a long time, you can see where the makeup has started to become their face. Um, I used to see that a lot in Florida, because, you know, Sarasota, big clowns. You know, it's a clown world. A lot of people are clowns around Florida. (laughs) You do have to register your face, though, or you're supposed to anyway if you're a registered clown, professional registered clown. But this particular clown in Naples, Florida, is called Wrinkles. And Wrinkles is reigning in misbehaving kids. Wrinkles is a scary looking clown he's a 65 year old new england native and he just enjoys clowning but he is creepy looking man and he goes to gather he's always got a thing of balloons the pictures i'll tweet this out this is fantastic wrinkles the clown now he doesn't want to give his real name he came to Florida. He lives in Florida, and he just you hire him out to if you have if your kids are bad, and uh, you bring wrinkles in, and he hangs out like outside their window, or down you know across the street. Huh? It's really, really weird. He said, uh, in fact, I may have to, we may have to talk to Wrinkles on this show. I may try to get a hold of Wrinkles and interview him because he is great. You notice other people his age were playing golf and shuffleboard and hanging out at country clubs. But I was just being born retired. I was just bored. So he ordered a clown mask online, created some business cards and stickers advertising his phone number and began to indulge. A clown. So Wrinkles is not, he's, it's a clown mask. Oh, yeah. If you look at the one picture here, you can tell it's a mask. So it's not, he's not decorating his face. It's just this creepy clown mask that he puts on. Ooh, Wrinkles the Clown. I'm telling you, this would scare the crap out of your kids to have this show up. Now, some other, uh, he was said uh, the 12-year-old, 
I showed up across the street from him at the bus stop, and he just started crying in front of his friends and ran home. <laughs> his mother called back a few days later and said, thank you. Now, if he acts bad, just ask, has to ask him, do you want wrinkles to come back? Huh? Come on now. This is a new phenomenon. This is, look, we got new, new job numbers were out. Not really that great. I know they're trying to pass them off as great, but they weren't really that good, right? I know that they're claiming it's a 38-year low, uh-huh, except for don't worry about those, yeah, those 150 million people without work. Uh, I don't worry about those 150 people without work. Don't worry about that, okay? Stop it. But if you want work, it's still America. It's still America. And you can create something, create a business, and make a living. And Wrinkles the Crown, the scariest clown around town, you can become your own Wrinkles. You can quote me on that. You can become your own Wrinkles. I'm going to tweet this out. I'm telling you, I want Wrinkles. We're going to try to get a hold of Wrinkles and talk to him. I want to talk to him and see what other people he's scared. And if he does it just to scare them or if he gets paid every time. Because if you got a Wrinkles the Clown mask, I mean, why not every so often just go out and show up, right? It's promotion for yourself. You, too, can become your own Wrinkles. This is America, damn it. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. It is on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Michael Pelka coming up right after this broadcast. So next Friday, which is Friday the 13th, and every time I say it, I try not to think about Friday the 13th, but I can't help myself. Next Friday, the 13th of November. Is that easier or no? The 13th of November, next Friday. Okay, I like that a little bit better. Friday the 13th is the Mercury One Gala here in Irving, Texas. Uh, Why don't you come on along for the ride? Come on. M1 Gala. Go to mercuryone.org and uh, join the gala. Glenn's going to be there. Some other people are going to be there. I'm going to be there. And then there's an after party. You're going to have Lawrence Jones, Tommy Laren, Brad Staggs, myself. We're all going to be hanging out. I mean, I can't promise Glenn will be hanging out at the party, but we're going to party, okay? <laughs> There's all kinds of things you can bid on. It's for Mercury One, and it's for it to pay the bills, okay? You know, one. I mean, all the stuff that uh, we love doing at Mercury One uh, is 100% of that money. And I don't know that there's if if there are other... Other companies that donate 100% of the funds to help whatever they're saying they're going to help, there's very few. And Mercury One does that whenever Glenn 
says that 100% goes, 100% goes. But they still have to pay the bill. So this, once a year, they do a big get-together gala, and they auction off some goods and have some fun and have some dinner and have uh, have a gathering and raise some money to pay the bills, and that's what this is. So come and join us next Friday, Friday the 13th, for the main event and the after party, mercuryone.org. So my wife has decided that since I'm getting surgery on my shoulder, first part of December, which has now been pushed back to the 9th of December, one month, it was the 2nd. I was probably the only one that said I wanted to have my shoulder done on December 2nd, so the doc was like, no, oh, no, there's another person. I'm going to change his, date. change his date. I'm not doing one guy. I'm not coming in for one surgery. I'm a, I'm a surgeon, damn it. And uh, so I get it on the 9th of December. I have my shoulder surgery on the 9th. And I should have already had it done because it's really, <laughs> it hurts a lot, okay? And I can't move it and it's little things. And when you try to close stuff and pick up stuff, and it just hurts, okay, a lot. And I just, I want it to be over with. And then once the surgery happens, you're in a sling and it takes about three months. But then, then after that, you're back to normal. That's what I'm told, okay? So I just want it to be back to where I can do stuff with my shoulder, okay? That's all I want. So my wife has taken it upon herself that it, that means that we've got to get the Christmas stuff up now. And it's a good excuse for her since she loves putting up the Christmas stuff anyway. Uh, and people are giving her a hard time because they think they're blowing past Thanksgiving. We're not blowing past Thanksgiving. We're still having a gathering at Thanksgiving. Still going to be giving thanks, just like always. And I'll even put, uh, you know, some Thanksgiving decorations around the dining room, okay, for Thanksgiving. But she wants to be able to have all this done so that she can take care of me after my surgery which is December 9th. So how bad do you feel now? Okay? How bad do you feel now? You don't feel bad at all, do you? I didn't think so. But while I'm gone, Brad Staggs will be filling in for me, and we'll probably have, uh, I don't want to say it's a best of, because really there's, that's a that's a stretch for this broadcast. But there'll be some, you know, some, some audio of me speaking uh, some other times when Brad isn't filling in for me here on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't forget next week, as long as we're doing promos, don't forget next week we're uh, uh, the debate, the next GOP debate is coming up. And uh, uh, while the Blaze Radio Network cannot carry the debate, we can talk about it after. So after the small table debate, which will be big this time since we've got a couple of new additions, uh, we're going to go on the air. Doc Skip and Jay will be on the air after the uh, little table debate. And then they'll be on the air after the big table debate. So the Blaze Radio Network, the 10th, Tuesday night, be here for the aftermath of both debates on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay. And have you read that we're on Christmas? Have you read The Immortal Nicholas yet? No? Get to it. All right. Well, I'm doing promos. I might as well just keep right on down the line. Get the book, Immortal Nicholas. What are you doing? Why aren't you reading it? Buy it for the family. Get it out there. It's supposed to be read out loud. You know the drill. Get it. Okay? Okay? Okay. Right. Done with the promos? You know, I worked in the grocery business for a number of years, and I always love, <laughs> I always love stories that uh, 
you know, tie into the grocery business. Not only because it's about food, which is, you know, an important part of life. Uh, when I first started working at uh, in the grocery business, I, uh, well, I mean, I've been involved in it forever. My dad was in the grocery business for a bunch of years. I remember as a little kid, we used to drive around to all these different stores on the weekend. That was our weekend drives, was my dad driving to different stores to check on what was going on with the managers. And, uh, you know, walk the stores with the managers and stuff. And uh, it was great stuff. I mean, I learned grocery business inside out. And uh, I'll never forget the guy. When I first started in Florida, I needed a job. And, oh, my gosh, uh, I just went to, I went and got a job instead of going to – I remember going to unemployment, actually, a quick side, side story. I remember going to unemployment and standing in line and looking at all these people in line and thinking, I'll just go get a job. And I did. I mean, I just – I can't. This whole unemployment thing is, I don't get it, but that's that's just me. And doggone it, if you need it, good for you. If you need it, great, but become your own wrinkles. So I'll never forget when a supervisor, well, Jeff, nice to have you on board. One thing you'll learn, you one thing good about working in the grocery business, you'll never go hungry. You might not make a lot of money, but you'll never go hungry. I didn't understand what he meant at that time. I sure do now. But it was a, it was you know it was a good gig and they were really good to me. However, I love stories that talk about the upscale. There's so many grocery chains now and they're all competing for everybody can get the 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 middle class, lower class people to come to their stores and that's, you know, presumably Walmart Right and the neighborhood Walmart stores, the neighborhood Walmart stores, they're putting those into kind of the uh, middle class areas, so people feel a little bit better about going to them. Uh, and then the you know you have the Walmart super centers that everyone goes to, but then you have uh, you know there's the Krogers and the Albertsons and the Publix and and uh, you know every the Winn Dixies, um, really there's a ton of them. Uh, but there's one, Whole Foods. And Whole Foods has always uh, been uh, for, and I, and I like Whole Foods. I mean, I'm not opposed to going to Whole Foods. Well, there's, you know, some stuff in there that is well worth getting. But the most of the people that go there are, shall we say, mm, hoity-toity. Let's call them hoity-toities. Yeah, we can call them hoity-toities. Let's call them that, hoity-toities. And this story of the 21 things overheard at Whole Foods, I was just fascinated with because it it reminds me of this is how you probably talk to your friends uh, when you're not listening to this broadcast. I need to change my holiday order. I forgot that my five-year-old doesn't like rib roast. He only eats filet mignon. Don't buy that batch of kale. Buy this one. Its aura is stronger. I would have taken communion today at a wedding, but they didn't offer a gluten-free body of Christ option. Overheard at Whole Foods. Beer isn't on my cleanse. It's hops juice. You're fine. I'm a raw vegan, but I'm still eating fish and chicken. (laughs) Oh, they don't have pancetta. My pasta sauce with Canadian bacon. <laughs> Mom to a little boy. 
look mama in the eye. We're going into the wine section and mama needs her juice. I bought you a coconut water, so you be still. Look mama in the eye. Say yes, mama. (laughs) Babe, we don't need anything else. We have so much food we could feed a vegan army. She's a witch in training. She's been reading crystals since she was two. She's eight now. (laughs) The witch in training. Yeah, I'm sure you're teaching her well, and it's not about the crystals either. You don't sell camel milk? Overheard at Whole Foods. I don't know if I can drink that. I've had so many probiotics today. My doctor says my intestines are too long, so I'll have to give up gluten. (laughs) We can only bake gluten-free cookies for Santa, honey. Uh Uh-huh. Santa's real happy about that, too. Overheard at Whole Foods. I've been taking yoga classes, but I still want to kick people in the face. I need some artesian meats for my artesian bread. Yoga helps you look and feel better naked. Lady too, so does tequila. (laughs) Even if these aren't real, that's funny. We basically made pina coladas, but instead of rum, we put in kale. Do you guys carry long pumpkin? I'm not sure what it is. Sometimes they are called zucchini. Oh, you mean zucchini over her. Uh, come on now, long, long pumpkin. That's just stupid. That's not That's not hoity-toity. That's just stupid. Plain stupid. Over at Whole Foods. Anyway, you know that. You've heard complaints about grocery stores. You've heard that. Just be careful at Whole Foods. And be ready to uh, do yoga because yoga makes you feel better naked. That is tequila. And... My favorite jury story slash joke of the day. It's a letter to Dear Abby. Dear Abby, I've been married to my husband since college, but he's a liar and a cheat. He's cheated on me from the beginning, and when I confront him, he denies everything. What's worse, everyone knows that he cheats on me. It's so humiliating. Also, Since he lost his job 14 years ago, he hasn't even looked for a new one. All he does all day is smoke cigars, cruise around, and shoot the bull with his buddies while I'll have to work to pay the bills. Since our daughter went away to college, he doesn't even pretend to like me and even hints that I may be a lesbian. What should I do? Signed, Clueless. Dear Clueless, for crying out loud, grow up and dump him. Good grief, woman. Think about it. You're running for president of the United States. You don't need him anymore. For crying out loud, grow up and dump him. Good grief, woman. Think about it. You're running for president of the United States. You don't need him anymore. Get it? This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. It is that, 
900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. You can follow me on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Just like the page. Thumb up me. Ooh. And you can gram me. Okay? JeffyMRA. Instagram. Follow me in all those places. Enjoy uh, Michael Pelka coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. We have sad news out of Seattle. Sad news. Uh, It's probably one of the top tourist attractions in the country, in the world. It's it's actually number two in in, uh, featured on Instagram. It is the second germiest tourist spot in the world. Uh, behind the Blarney, Blarney Stone. Oh, excuse me. Behind the Blarney Stone of Ireland. Okay. What is it? The Sticky Wall. The estimated one million pieces of gum stuck to the brick wall. Okay. You see the, <laughs> this, this wall of at least a million pieces of gum sticking and hanging down off of this wall. People go there, get their picture taken, keep adding to it. It's called a living piece of art. Um, Now, it started because people were waiting in line to go into this theater. And while they were waiting in line, they'd stick the gum on the wall, and people have been doing it ever since. Well, Seattle is now going to remove it. Um, Building maintenance. Uh, is going to remove it. They're going to use an industrial steam machine that's like a pressure walker, and it's going to cost around four grand and take about three days. And they figure they'll collect the gum in five-gallon buckets, and it's going to be gone now. Maybe, and it's going to happen uh, on Tuesday of this coming week. The sticky wall goes away. Sad, sad day in America. Sad, sad day in America. Has anyone, uh, anyone told you you look good today? No? Well, you do. You look great. I mean that. You look great. Except, I mean, you're not going to wear that all day, are you? Ooh. Okay. Looks good on you, though. Seriously. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. 